Stacking them deep, selling them cheap. It tastes like gasoline, rubber, and victory. We're just out here stacking pennies. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Stacking Pennies West Coast. Right here in Ray Service, downtown Los Angeles. I'm joined with my buddies, the usual band of characters to my right, Mr. Chuck Bush. How's it going? Looks the exact same as it yeah. would do when we're recording in the basement over yeah, at NASCAR. Same shirt on, I think. Uh, yeah, it smells yeah. like he hasn't washed it. I haven't. Uh, also to my left, wearing a sweet Rusty Wallace shirt that matches oh, the yeah. car in the back, Mr. Ryan Flores. Gone in 16 seconds. It's nice to know that <laughs> we're still as slow as they were back then. Uh, yeah, I've seen you bust off a couple 16-second stops this past year. And also, last but not least, Mr. Jonathan Berryman. Ice Cold Blue Mountain Takes. Yeah, I like your shirt. It's nice. You have literally one shirt. It's the only shirt you ever wear. I'm pumped up, guys. It is Thursday afternoon. I had a bit of a hard time getting out here. Flight got canceled last night. Me and Larry Mack trying to get our way out to L.A. We even debated renting a Greyhound bus to get out here. Poor Larry Mack was in a middle seat this morning, about row 35. Was he? I walked down to 7.30 this morning. I said, damn, Larry Mack. From Probably the booth to the suit. middle seat. <laughs> Hell's going on here. Damn. He's just happy to be here. He is. Well, it, last night at about 9.30 when stuff hit the fan, it was just all you can do to get out of here, Chuck. Now, where are we? Give the fans some uh, some context as to where we're at. We're in some old service station. Yeah, we're at Race Service. Yes. We are at Race Service, uh, a company that has been started by Jacob Ag- Agajanian, uh, James Kirkham, and I believe Daniel Ricardo is a silent partner. I've seen a lot of Daniel Ricardo swag. I see a helmet over there. I've seen some shoes and some gloves. They got a cool little spot. It's a three-bay garage here. We got a Richard Petty car behind us. We got a Kelly Rope car behind that. And I just wish there was something like this out east. Do you see what's also out there? What is that? The Gray Ghost. That is the Gray oh, yeah. Ghost as well. And there's also uh, Next Gen Joe made an appearance too. His white car out there. Yeah. yeah. He's like you he don't won the championship about. or something. No. You, don't, yeah. you don't care about that one. Uh, it, we've had a relationship with these guys for a long time, but you probably have the best relationship with James Kirkham, who's one of the OGs here at Race Service. That's kind of where it all perpetuated. Well, I think we were all kind of together with James and Jacob. We all kind of met at the same times through uh, George. Our Australian buddy who moved to Charlotte to George Medecki. Yeah, to race for Marcus Ambrose. And I remember I was I was uh, telling Jacob I went to Hickory Motor Speedway with George to watch James Kirkham run in like a street stock truck. <laughs> and he was probably twenty five at the time and racing like out out of the back of an open trailer. And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be a cup driver. And I'm like, James, you're pretty far. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of steps from here to there. It was like the height of Joey Logano and 19-year-olds with a lot of funding. And Jacob was actually the first one. He just told me that said, no, you're not going to be a cup driver. Like, well, that's what good friends are for. That's what good friends you're not going to make it. But, you know, that shifted. And, and he said, now I'm going to make my way in racing. Like, I'm, I'm going to freaking figure out how to make a living in racing. And, you know, I always admired his tenacity. And I remember going to Jacob's apartment in Charlotte. And, like, he had – it looked like this, but just an apartment. Like, it was, like, road bike hanging on the wall. And, you know, their work ethic and their tenacity to be part of the sport and push it forward is is what's manifested this place. So, Man, it's cool to see. They're blazing a, a trail that's so much different than the, the usual marketing agencies. Their, their creative outlook on the sport and what they're doing with F1 and now NASCAR here for the Bush Light Clash. I don't think NASCAR has done – many things like this before no and it's cool because they they build stuff out of these shops like it's not just a set they use it they pulled the cover off of a sweet electric harley that was all done up you'll see that dropping from those guys race service give those a follow give those guys a follow on all social media platforms we got a big show 
I don't know what the camera's doing here. It's still an audio show, but I'm assuming somebody's watching. Well, that way that we can we can do some stuff on social media, yeah. put it out there, maybe a little YouTube clip for Jonathan. It's cross platform. Yeah. We're everywhere. It's all about the engagements, my friend. But it's gonna be a great show. We got a couple awesome guests lined up. We've got Alvin Kamara rather waiting in the wings. Excited to talk to him. Uh, dig into what an NFL athlete looks like. Y'all hear enough about me and my racing life. Uh, also, Matt Farah, big car guy, YouTube guys waiting the wings as well. Huge show on tap. Let's just get right into it, shall we? Yeah, yeah. We can talk about race picks later, but we I want to get my man yeah. of the show because let's, let's do just it. let's. Not every day you get to talk to an NFL guy. No, not every day. And I'm a legitimate fan, so I wanted to be him on, get him on a show as long as possible. I mean, I'm a Panthers fan, but, you know, so it'll, it'll be good to have him on. Without further ado, run it back for the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints, Alvin Kamara. This is really just a, recru- a, a Let's recruiting go. trip. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Come to Carolina. Now we're going to try to talk you into moving to Charlotte. Divisional. He's gonna. He, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna let a guy like you move spots in the same division. Probably not. Yeah. I always hate when you roll into Charlotte because you, I know you're gonna work on. Yeah, us. I'm in there for a mission, man. I'm, I'm trying to uh, embarrass some people. I mean, well, always, we, you're doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are quite embarrassed. Yeah, I feel like every year, like there's always that last game where the Panthers play the Saints, and like it's the Panthers. If we win this game, we're going to the playoffs. And, and then he then, runs for 200. Exactly. <laughs> that was. A, I, I had a, a missing this 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 past season. We played the Panthers last game. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Division opponent last game go out. We wasn't making the playoffs anyway, so I'm like, all right, let's 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 try to make a statement real quick. It's a good game. It was good as a Panthers fan. It was still I, it was not the ending I wanted, but exactly that end result. That's a, a W or L. That's all it is. That's all. Still good football. It was good football. Man, what what are you doing out here in LA with us? Man, I'm I'm relaxing. Man, I'm here for the same reason you're here, except I'm not gonna be behind the wheel. But you're gonna be chilling though. Yeah, I'll be chilling. I'll be chilling. Said the Grammys are in town. You're gonna go Grammys see Grammys in town. There. Yeah, check that out. And then obviously you're gonna be at the Coliseum. Man, watch y'all do what y'all got to do. Man, I've seen you at a bunch of racetracks mm-hmm. lately. Yeah, a, a Nashville, a- been Atlanta, been to Daytona, been. Shoot, I've been all over. It's been it's what been got fun. you? What got you interested in our sport? No, it was during the pandemic. Like I've seen NASCAR on TV, but it's not something that I just tuned into. But yeah. During the pandemic, nothing was going on. I just sat down and watched for a second. I'm like, man, I'm watching, watching, and I'm like listening to what's going on from you know the pit and just everything, spiders, everything. So I'm like, yo, this it's a lot more intricate than what I thought. You yeah. know, I just thought it, y'all was going around the track. Bunch of red that's what right, exactly. That's what everybody thinks. Yeah. You know, once I started paying attention, I'm like, okay, it's a lot more to this sport. So I kind of just reached out to NASCAR on social. Like, man, I'm in Miami at the time. I'm like, man, this is, you know, I'm watching for the first time. I didn't know it was, you know, I'm actually enjoying it. Like, I didn't know all this went into it. So um, what was that first racetrack experience like? Because watching on TV is one thing. Going yeah, to the racetrack yeah. is a different thing. So that's what I was getting to. So, you know, I, I kind of get connected and they hit back and was like, you know, thanks for, you know, tuning in and watching. And I'm like, shoot, they got to have a race coming up soon, you know, another race. So I'm like, um, I checked the schedule and Homestead. Yeah. So I'm in Miami. Training. So like, can I, yeah. So I'm like, can I, can I come to the race? And this, at this time, obviously it was COVID. So, you know, nobody was coming to the track. So, um, they ended up giving me a suite. I went to the race and I mean, the, even without fans, it was amazing. It was cool just to see all the cars and like, really feel like you know what you guys feel because you know you guys are down there in the car you kind of see how fast and how fast everybody's going in relation to watching on tv you can't really get a good grasp on what's going on but when you get there you're like okay this is serious now how much did so i I go back and think about you just mentioned covid no fans being there and only select vips showing up the racetrack it just felt like a practice session that you're racing right you get paid to practice is how it felt like because there was no energy in the arena 
how'd that feel like for NFL when y'all are playing with no fans? Man, for us, it's it's a little different because I think I mean we've I, do you, I don't know do y'all feel the fans? No, yeah, unless see, Dale Jr. took the lead. Okay, I got last, you. I got you. Or Chase Elliott. Yeah, though. so we we you in that stadium you feel the fans like yeah. I mean not so much when you out there actually running and active but. I mean, you know, on the sideline, you feel it because, I mean, there's a lot of times where we're just stationary. I'm on the sidelines. I can turn around and talk, have a conversation with somebody. So COVID, when there was nothing going on, like literally no fans in the stadium, it's just referees, the other team and our team. It was, I mean, you got to, you had to get up for those Sundays. Like you had to kind of like, yeah, you had to hype yourself up to be out there because like you said, it was kind of like practice. So you kind of, I think that year sold a lot of like, you see a lot of guys that then they just doing it for you know the, mm. the fans and the, and the cheers and the, and the yelling and stuff and the crap. And the money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we all do. We all doing it for a little bit of <laughs> yeah, money. That's but right. I mean, um, you kind of saw a little shift in, in in guys' demeanor because you know they couldn't do it without you know that, mm. that those roars and those claps. But you know, you got to treat it's, it's work, so you got to you got to definitely go out there and, and be ready every Sunday. How much talking is there on the field? Yeah, it's, I don't talk. I don't. So me, I don't talk to nobody. I don't say nothing. No. I talk to my teammates. I don't talk to the other team unless, like, never. So, nah, dude, I'm talking so much. Shit. Nah, I don't talk no shit. Everybody around. I, I don't talk no shit because my play doesn't. You know what I'm saying? And then hey. they start talking shit to me, and then by the end of the game, it's like, <laughs> oh, what's up, bro? Can I get a jersey? And I'm like, that's that's when I talk. Shit. I'm like, hell no, you can't yeah. get a jersey. Like, but, been um, chirping all game. Now yeah, you want a jersey? Yeah, I don't really talk too much because I, don't, I one, I don't got nothing to talk about. Like, is I, there somebody stands out? It's a it's a chirper. <laughs> you can name names. That's fine. Oh yeah, of course. I don't got no shame in that. Um. Somebody had to talk a lot of shit. I feel like so. How was Josh Norman? Defensive back. Josh Nor- yeah, Josh talk. He always talk shit, though. But, you know, Josh old now. Yeah, he's old. He's <laughs> so old Josh, he, I was like, he can't uh, even catch a cold out there. Nah, nah, Josh, uh. nah, he's still got talent, though. But, you know, Josh, his thing, he always try to punch the ball out. That's his main thing. So, that's all he was trying to do the whole last mm-hmm. game. He like, I'm going to get you. I'm like, no, you're not, bro. You ain't you. This is your last time running right there. You good. <laughs> I mean, he came. He was selling coffee in Atlanta, I think. Oh, like, yeah. He, yeah, he got it. It's literally, it's busy, yeah. He literally right around the corner from me. Yeah. On the same street. Really? We was, we was talking about that during the game. I talked to him a little bit through the timeout since the last game, no playoffs. So I was being a little active, a little more active than I was. But Like he owned a coffee shop or yeah, he was like he a barista got a, yeah, in there got a, with like a beanie? He, got a, he owns I mean, a coffee shop. But he was oh, also yeah. working in there. Yeah, like, he was working in there. Yeah. He, Johnson he had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just playing. It was like he, he just came like, oh, y'all want me to play? Cool. All right. Cool. Hang on. Let me finish this. Mm-hmm. Cup. We'll, we'll take anybody. Cappuccino. I just like the fact that y'all were talking during like timeouts and stuff. Oh, yeah. There's, so, yeah. there's nothing really riding on the game. It's like, oh, hey. Josh talk a lot. Jalen Ramsey talk a lot. That's my boy. Uh, Devin White. You know them dudes. Do you link up with a guy like that out here when you're out in L.A.? Jalen, yeah. yeah, Me and Jalen cool. Me and Jalen tight. So, I I link up with Jalen. But um, what other dudes? Them them dudes from the Chiefs, they talk a lot. Mm, They're good, though. They can back it up. Yeah, they good. They good. But like I said, I don't really talk. I don't engage too much. My teammates, they talk a lot. Yeah, well, hey, that's Matt, part. Of, that's part of the game. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It, it definitely is. Another, another part of the game I wanted to get into you with is just that mental preparation, mm-hmm. right? And something I've always been fascinated, particularly watching football guys and running backs in particular, or QBs, when you get, when you hit a hole, when you find it's a lot of times it's not even a hole until you hit it and yeah. you make it a hole. Yeah. How much of that is mental preparation or just instinctive? Man, that's, I think for me, just speaking personally, I don't know about a lot of other guys. I think it's instinctive for me. So, I mean, throughout the week, it's so much film preparation. And there's so much – I mean, you watch so much film every day, every day, all day. So, for me, I, I feel like the film part of it, I understand it already. Like, you know, I, I 
especially playing against the Carolinas, the Atlantas, and guys like that, teams that you've seen over and mm -hmm. over again. And then, obviously, this is my sixth year going into my seventh now. So Me too, man. man. I said, yeah, Let's you, oh, yeah, go. yeah, we're good. So, you've seen all these dudes. Like, you've been to all these tracks, so you know mm -hmm. you know where everything is. So, for me, I kind of try to keep keep everything super instinctive. Like, I try not to overwatch the film and, yep. and try not to dive too deep into what these teams are doing and scheming up against me. So, on the field, when something happens, it's like it's more so it's just reaction mm -hmm. because, I mean, that's – and that's what's gonna happen. You know, you might watch. You know, you might watch film on on a guy. I don't know how it works for y'all, but I might watch film on a guy, and it's like, oh well, he he tackles low, and then in the game he might hit you high, or mm -hmm. this team is gonna try to defend you one way, and they do it another another way. So, regardless of how much film you watch, you always have to react on game day. Yeah, so that's, that's right. with me. I just, it's just reactive. Like, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. also a mix, right? You, you're prepared, but oh yeah, of course, definitely prepared. But I try to I I try. To just play. My hardest to just play. Yeah. 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 Same. You yep. can get paralysis by analysis. I'm bad man, about that. Man, 100%. I'll be telling dudes that I'm like, man, dudes calling me at night watching film and looking at stuff. I'm like, bro, leave me alone. <laughs> go to bed, man. <laughs> yeah, go to sleep. You got it. There is there is a big part of it that you have to disconnect at some a certain point. You got to. Yeah. Have you been out and seen the track yet? Yeah, I just I actually just went. I was out there with um Raja Karu. Yeah. We just did some laps and Did stuff. he scare you? Nah, he ain't scare me. He ain't scare <laughs> me. You never played I, at this stadium, right? Yeah, I played you, it. You my, played my, here? My, my first my rookie year, we played here. Um, we played the Rams here. Yep. Was it electric? It's not going to be as electric. Yeah, as it was crazy. Oh, Sunday. It yeah. was nuts. It was crazy. It was crazy. I, I, I had a great game that game. Really? Is there great any game. other stadiums that stick out to you that you would like to see a racetrack in or that are more electric than others track? that you go to? I play, Well, we did it reverse. I, we put a field at Bristol my last year yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. played in that game? Yeah, I played in yeah. that game. I don't know what we'll talk about that. It was, one, it was <laughs> a one and done, too, unfortunately. Yeah, so, they, did it. they only did now, it Now, did that have, like, a reverse effect because the stadium's so big? I didn't that feel you the fans some, at all. Yeah, you it was like you looking out and, like, it was just dark. I'm like, dang, <laughs> you don't see nothing. But it was it was a dope experience just because of Nobody the else of said that it did. Yeah, nobody done it. Western Carolina played ETSU there, too, so there were two games that season. Yeah. Well, like the crowd was a lot less for yeah, a while. As a, so a warm-up game. As a warm they just wanted to see, like, yeah. logistically yeah. if they could do it. Was it at capacity for you? It was, oh, yeah, it was not. It had to be. Yeah. You got to look there. Loud. Yeah. I, I asked you before we jump on the show. It's always curious to me. Man, you guys got 17 games, right? With 16 mm -hmm. now, 17, 17 now. games this year. What's the toll the body takes over uh, the course of the year? I think after the first week, it's like – Every week after that is like you stay oh, sore, man. You sore, and I mean it's a race to. Everybody is in a race to be as close to 100 percent on Sunday. What's that look? As, what's the process? Sauna, ice baths. Man, saunas, ice baths. Like I got, I do all that. Saunas, ice baths. I got a dude that flies in and does body work from Wednesday all the way up until Sunday morning, mm. right before the game if I need it. So mm -hmm. just, I mean, like, I mean these sessions that I'm, I'm in, just working on my feet, calves, ankles, everything. It's like. At, it could be six, seven hours at a time, like yeah. sitting up, laying on the table and getting right. So. Well, people are always blown away when they hear how much athletes, guys like you, guys like LeBron James, he spends over a million bucks a year on, yeah, yeah. on, on health, right? Yeah, but got to. if you spend a million bucks a year and that gets you another year or two, Man, you're, that, that's paying for it's itself three, paying, four times you over. Paying, you paying yourself at that point? No So, doubt. like right now, right when the season's over, how much time will you take off to just rest I'm before chilling, you start working out again? I'm chilling right now with y'all. I'm chilling, yeah, but uh, – I don't do nothing. I don't touch a weight of football. I don't watch a football, nothing. Uh, I'll probably get back training around the middle, end of March. 
go back yeah. down to Miami and, and just get back into it, hit it, hit it hard until July. I'm pretty much locked in training until July. You gonna try to come out to Daytona with you? Yeah, I'm gonna be. Yeah, you be oh, there. you're gonna go to the yeah, 500. I'm come on, man. dude. I'm coming. That, that one's that one's gonna be special. They said they tell me it's a party. That's what I'm on. I'm trying to go. I'm it's a party go. right here at Race Service, but yeah, Daytona's yeah, not, a party. They said Daytona Ooh. the real party. Yeah, it is. When you said you didn't feel the fans like at Daytona. I mean, I gotta imagine you feel the fans there. That was like there. There's, I'm sure, three, four games a year, and I'm sure some playoff games too. Like where you walk out, and it's just different. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah like, you feel it. You feel like this is what I've been working my whole life for. When Sorry. they call your name for the Daytona 500, you're like, oh, this oh, is what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. We won it last year, so we won the 500. And like you kind of, when you're working in the pit box, you kind of subtle, your, by the way. You get in <laughs> yeah. your own world. Say, yeah, like, no, we no, no, no. So, but when you like, you didn't, you don't realize it. But we ran out on the front stretch when we won, and I looked up, and it's like a wall of people. Yeah, and it's just like holy. You get like you, so you get in your own. You get like, zone, like, you like, when you're zone. on the sideline, you don't realize how many people are there until you look up, and you're like, whoa. Well, you've yeah. been a pre-race before too, and it's yeah. just it's so different from like I mean, you got people all over them taking pictures See, from the moment they what, climb in the car. I always talk to dudes. I'm like, man, how do y'all do that? Like, I, I don't want to interact too much before a game. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to unless it's like my family there or something. Like, it's a little bit different though, because I think about that, right? Because we're taking pictures and we're shaking hands yeah, and we're nah, kissing babies nope. right before you get in. I also don't stick a helmet on and go run thirty miles an hour into something for sure. But I've, you still got to compete though. Yes. So, yes. like, it's a different – you in a different zone when you're competing than when you're, like, being social and, and kicking it. Like, mm -hmm. after – what y'all do before the race is what I do after the game. Like, socializing, yeah. oh, what's up, pictures, all that. Before yeah. the game, I'm not doing nothing. No, you ready to kill wanna, somebody. Yeah, I don't want to talk. I don't want to look at you. I don't yeah. want to say nothing. So, I, I respect that because y'all got to – y'all y'all turn it right on right before y'all go out. They do the, the uh, anthem, and it's like, all right, it's game time. But y'all yeah. just now taking pictures five minutes ago, yeah. ten minutes ago. It, it took me a little while to figure that out to where, like – your your visual cues. I'm sure you have some visual yeah, cues, some sure. breathing you techniques. You know what time it is. Yeah. yeah. And and where what time is that for you? Is that at, during warm ups? Is that before the game? Is it on the sidelines of the national it's, anthem? It's definitely during warm ups. So ours is like I got everything. I'm super 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 like honed in on my routine and stuff. So like I pay attention to little things like our owner Miss Benson. I, when she comes out, I know it's time for me to like. I always hit. I don't even got to look for her. Like, I'm always doing the same thing right when she's walking out. To, like, she do her little wave and kiss babies and do what she got to do. But it's so it's so much going on. Like, you know, the refs come out and, like, they're talking to the coach and just certain things that I look for. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it's almost that time for me to, like, go real zero dark 30 and lock in all uh -huh. the way. But um, other than that, man, I keep it I keep it pretty loose. I don't really take – I don't take it too serious. But as far as the interaction part, I'll try not to – So know, what's, kind of say what's different about – having Kamar between the lines than sitting here on the couch? Sitting on the couch? I'm, I think mm, – Cause I'm, I'm You, can, I'm, I'm you Alvin, can see. You can see you locked in. I'm like, I, man, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. want to So I'm Alvin Kamar right now on the field. I'm 41. Hey, I, it's, still some, it's still some personality, like, for me right now, but it's it's a different. Like, my mind, my mentality is, like, I feel like I'm the like nobody, nobody can touch me. Let's go at all. Like nobody can touch me. And if you get in my way, it's gonna, it's gonna be bad. I'm never gonna be on the bad side of. I got, I got on. some three fast hitting questions for right, you. I so asked I got you. pretty much, pretty much all that. It's not super fast. You can all elaborate right, on cool. an answer. But most of the guys on the show are drivers, right? Guys mm -hmm. that want to race, whatever. <clears throat> so the first question was, if you can race. So the driver question is, if you can pick one car and one racetrack to race at the rest of your life, what do you go with? But I'm going to change it for you. If you can pick one stadium to play at mm -hmm. against one opponent the rest of your life, who you picking? Dang. The stadium I'll play at? They got some nice stadiums, but. You can only have one. Yeah, you only got one. 
It's quiet. Yeah, put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it's a hard hit question. Yeah, it's a hard one. Um, but I think I would probably play – I will probably play against Eagles, and I will probably play them at – I'm leaving the Superdome out. I will probably play them in Minnesota because that stadium – I like that stadium. You like that stadium? Mm-hmm. Like, like, what's the – there was a big – Thing about turf too. I guess I'm getting yeah. off the rabbit hole. Yeah. So I mean, how big? How much of is is a big difference? Mm, yeah, I think I think it's a difference. It's just like when y'all talk about the tracks, yeah. like certain a- asphalt, abrasive. So, or yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I think when you get older, I think a lot of guys the turf is a little bit harder on them because you know under it is a hard surface, and then they build on top of it, put the pellets down in the grass. But natural grass, you can't never beat natural grass. Like mm. just dirt, like actual dirt, and it reacts different with your cleats and everything. So. I'm a uh, with me. I don't. I don't really. I don't care too much. I can do turf. I can do grass. But I think a lot of guys find that you know you might your your feet or your cleats catch a little bit different in the turf than they do in the grass. Mm. And you know, like some of the injuries you saw during the season. I'm turf. They're saying if it's in grass, you know your your leg will move from up under you, or you know it wouldn't get caught the same way. So I don't know. So you're going with the Eagles in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Mm. Okay, love that. That's first. Obviously, yeah. we haven't talked to any NFL exactly. guys on the show. Yeah. Uh, question number two. Mm-hmm. What is your most embarrassing football memory? My most embarrassing football memory? Damn. <laughs> I think it might – I think – I don't get embarrassed too much. I think it might have been this season. Like, I had a little fumbling spree. I fumbled like four times. Hold there. on to that ball, Petey. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that might – I think that might be the most embarrassing – how do you break that slump then? It's tough because you can't – I mean, you got the whole week to practice and you could go through like ball security and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but you can't simulate the game because no. nobody is going to try to attack the ball or like punch the ball out, get the ball from you like they do on Sunday. So, right. I mean, you just got to – you kind of got to like – with me, I, I'll, it's funny because I'll make a mistake like that on Sunday and like people might see me like smiling or laughing on the sideline, but – in my head, it's like, shoot, you got to move on. You can't yeah. – you make a mistake. Like, I can't call a timeout and be like, all right, hold on. Let me get my mind right. It's yeah. just like, shoot, all right, we got to move on. So, um, I just put it behind me. Yeah. Coaches, Fail. coaches Fail yelling, fast. coaches yeah. talking shit. I'm like, yo, leave me alone. Like, I got it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll I'm a pro. So, yeah, you know, I I fumbled one game, figured it out for two games, fumbled another game. I'm like, shit, all right, it take a little longer to figure this shit out. All right. <laughs> uh, last question. And you can uh, – I'll give you – a different option to choose from. All right, so give me a segue. The, the, question, the question was, uh, what's your first ever football memory? Or, if you don't have a great one there, was there a, a memory of where you realized that you'd made it to the pros? That's, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. My memory of when I realized I made it mm-hmm. was in Minnesota. That was my first game, okay. my first NFL game. So, I went out. I was on kick return that game for whatever reason. And – Cause you're fast. Yeah, you're for sure. But I, I mean, the whole week it wasn't like I wasn't on kick return, and they threw me out there. I went back there, and I'm like, you know, it's it's so surreal because you just get get out, and I'm like, I'm I felt like a fan. I'm looking at the <laughs> I'm looking at the crowd, and the next thing I know, the whistle blew. And I'm like, what? It was a touchback. 
<laughs> you weren't even watching because I was just caught up in the moment of like, dang, I'm out here now. Whistle blue touchback dudes run past me. I'm like, oh, shoot. So I tried, yeah, I tried to act like I was good. I'm like, yeah, all right. And I just walked to the sideline. He's like, what was you doing? I was like, nothing. I was looking at the ball. I knew it was going over my head. But like, at that point, I was like, damn, I'm in the NFL. And it wasn't from like a nervous standpoint. It was just like, damn, you know, you've been thinking about this your whole life. Like, yeah. Been working up to that point your whole life. So. It was super dope. That was Man. A, I remember that. That's a that's a great story. Yeah, that's dog. a great story. I Man, I appreciate it. Like well, now everybody now knows. It'll be on uh, Stephen that's A. Awesome. Smith's yeah, world <laughs> before long. Can't thank you enough for jumping out here no in L.A. with us, stacking pennies at Ray's service. I'm going to see you this weekend. Maybe yeah, I'll give I'll you a ride be, yeah. or something. Hopefully. I was trying to – can I drive your car? <laughs> After practice, if it's driving like I'll let you take it first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Cool, man. Well, hey, good luck to you. Be safe. Yes, indeed. Appreciate y'all. Uh, appreciate y'all. Take it hey. easy on them Panthers now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Never. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, everybody. Give him a round of applause. Let's go. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. That's, that's a funny story. Just that's watching hysterical. that ball get <laughs> over his head. Thanks, Alvin. Appreciate it. We had a guy one time at uh, California that used to shut his eyes and do like a – he used to go through like the pit stop. And then he like he would do a mental rep, mm -hmm. and he was doing that, and then the car was in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and he's oh, and jumped off the wall. Uh, time for the real thing, hey, man. Uh, uh, it stopped five seconds ago. Yeah. What do you do for visualization? Me visualize the car coming in, hit it. Try to visualize visualize myself not sucking. Yeah. Hey man, don't blow it here. Yeah, that's right. I I couldn't imagine one kicking a field goal when the game's online. Like that's what I feel like our job is ninety percent of the time. Thankless job. Just. You either, because you're not supposed to suck. You either do your job or you're public enemy number one. Yeah. And then, dude, I think harder than that would be on kickoff and the ball's coming at you. And, like, no thanks. And you've got so you everybody's running at you. Guys running full I'd just be way before you get hit. Whew. No thanks. Shall we just transition? Yeah. Votes I think and woes? Transition, right? I mean, that kind of yeah. trans. We got some big rules breaking this week. Corey, not a big fan of the rules. No. You're not? No, He's because I'm front tire changers, a bunch of anymore you know oh, he he's not a fan of the orange um orange boxes square. and lines we're putting painting more lines on the what about the stage road. no stage breaks in the road course i don't mind that you don't mind. i usually need some breaks the road courses to collect myself so i hate that we're not going to have a couple stage breaks well everybody else likes it cool, yeah, so yeah, yeah, suck yeah. It i don't mind those <laughs> but i don't like more boxes and lines on pit road now if it keeps got if he keeps his ankles from getting snatched then i guess it's okay it's just going to make it more judgment it's only calls. a couple of racetracks that it's going to be martinsville 
Charlotte. Charlotte. Kansas. That's where Denny Tech, Joey's got right with That's where this all kind of came from was Denny's ah. guy at Charlotte. And then uh, Riley Herbst just had like ter- like a run of just terrible decisions of just driving through people's pit boxes. But Could you it, say he's terrible Herbst? To basically. But uh, j- j- at that time he was. But, yeah, I I don't – I think that there there's definitely a real thing. I don't know that you do it, but I have been on cars where drivers drive through the pit box to – MP the pit MP stop. MP the pit stop. Yeah. And it was, it's been a real thing for a long time. So. Wasn't it a thing where guys, and you you probably told me, that where you fill your gun up with like anti-seize. They used spray to back the in the day. Yeah. My first ever time uh, going to the racetrack, the Biffle's tire carrier was filling a bag with anti-seize and threw it in Robbie Gordon's window net. <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a lunch bag. He's like, he's cut me off for the last time. And he went out there and threw it right in the oh that's imagine amazing. getting a bag a lunch bag full of anti-season oil thrown into your I car mean, you, can, you can paint a damn battleship oh, with a symbol of anti-season. yes on your glove you're done oh no it's brutal no Throw it comes through it it's just dark <laughs> no, yeah dark. i do like the rule of losing a wheel yeah you know you're gonna yeah that seems they fair. listen to the industry yeah. there and, and adjust that so at least the crew chief's not gonna be sitting there yeah i was texting yeah, you worrying about the, in the briefing and i was losing like, his job for a month hey. Yeah, and there was a couple rules about the pick gun that came out that there was people were getting a little crazy with uh, putting spacers and the reverse valve to get it to spin faster mm. on the off than on the on. So that stuff's all gone. But so yeah, there was potential, wasn't there a new socket? There was a new lug nut and that they came out with that but they're just not didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. It was loosening up on the cars, and mm. they're having some issues with their pit practice. So they went back to all the old stuff that was working. So that's good. But yeah, there a lot of. A lot of new rules, but probably and all you're going to be the guy uh, reading the driver's beating uh, videos, Chuck. Not necessarily. I think uh, there might be some other voices this year. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Hey, take it up with my That's bosses. the only reason why I show up to the driver's meeting was to hear your voice. Well. Well, tell the tell the fans in your driver's meeting video voice what this, the penalty for losing a wheel is now. <laughs> Dial it in. Hang on. I got I to gotta get in the crew chiefs. Please make sure you have the current crew chief. Yeah. All right. There we, there we are. Yeah. yeah. So, hand out, hand under out. green – on pit road, serve a pass-through penalty beyond pit road. It is a two-lap, two-race crew suspension. Now, is it like subjective? Like, all right, this Jackman hasn't really been hitting a whole lot. He can go. <laughs> no, it's, no right? it's the same I two people the, that yeah, were, yeah. were thrown out last time. Yeah, it's Jack a Jackman and Changer from that, okay. that wheel. So. Also, the driver will restart at the rear if it's, on if it's under yellow. Okay. Under yellow. Yeah. Under caution. Yeah. Yeah, which is the right. Which is the right move for sure. Also adjusted DVP clock from ten minutes down to seven minutes, which I like that too. Yeah, well, they went from fix it they it. went from six. What enough time? Oh, it was five. No, it was, it was six. I think it was five. They went from six, and then they went to ten. <laughs> from six to ten. Five to ten. No, I think it was five. But the the another thing that's not on here was the um, no specialty tools because guys were getting to where they were building concrete uh, cutters. Like, and stuff. I mean, think about it. You know, you got you got guys that were used to building race cars that. Now they don't have to build the parts and pieces for the race car, so they were getting crazy with different porter powers or different electric tools that would straighten back out mm. the uh, the tow links. So yeah, you gotta go in there and organically unbolt and bolt the uh, tow link back on. Mm. So them damn tow links. Also, well, then they're like Twizzlers. You, you can't so. do the wall ride anymore. Can't yeah. do the wall ride. What was the what was like the terminology? How, like how is it? Don't do the wall ride. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I, I, they have specific language and don't video game it. Yeah, it's, that's the that language of the rule. No, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. It's something to do about you know putting competitors in unsafe situations. So and then yeah. also, it was cool when it happened the one time. Yeah, I think but I don't think anybody else. I think had Mike, the, had the balance to do it. it. No. no, Michael Waltrip had it. A tweet, had a good tweet that was like, 
NASCAR was good for 74 years without the wall ride. Yeah. Probably be good with 74. It was a great thing that happened in that one moment. He would know. He hit the crossover yeah. gate at Bristol. I mean, Oof. he tried to wall ride. He didn't make it. it. Didn't make it. <laughs> that car is in the, the Hall of Fame it. down there at Talladega. You can yeah. go see what's left of that the wall fact punch that car. Our producer, Janie, was standing at the wall at Martinsville. And, like, <laughs> it was the car was by her before she even knew what happened. It's Where's just. Dude. And yeah. then, was it crazy? Sprinkle tires? Ooh. Damp, wet, wet, <sighs> wet weather. I Potentially, ankle tires, but they're not going to race this when it's raining. From what I hear, they're yeah, going to put no, the jet dryers out there, air tightens, blast it off. Maybe there's a little bit of fog, a little bit of mist. Yeah, you I guys get paid saying. enough where you just need to figure it out when it's raining. No, they just don't. <laughs> I don't they don't. Yeah, want I love that. They don't want driving with rooster tails and stuff like that. Yeah, so. uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I think we could do it at places like Martinsville. And just add in another level of strategy Richmond. too, because when the track dries out, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to come in and get the slicks. Yeah, so. I do like that element where you can just pick damps or dries. And add a little bit of strategy to the race. We've got another guy waiting in the wings here, Matt Fair. Excited to get him on the show. YouTube podcast with Smoking Tire. All sorts of car knowledge this guy has because we're not really car guys. We just happen to be driving in circles. Welcome to the Stacking Pennies. Come on, Mr. Matt Fair. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Thanks for joining us. How are you guys doing? Hometown guy out here, right? Yeah, yeah. How far away from here? Like five miles. So I was so excited to see what this guy rolled in on today. And he's like, oh, man, I want to show you what I wrote in here. Some bitch has got a seafoam green Vespa outside. Well, we, were, <laughs> we were joking about it That's yesterday. The they're like, you know, they're, what do you want to talk to? What do you want to talk to Fair about? I was like, I want to ask him what he's going to drive up. And someone's like, I bet he's going to drive a scooter. I'm like, yeah, you're full of Yeah, no. no it's no, right outside the literally drove Whoever a said that knows me knows very, you very, very well. well. Yeah. Gas prices I don't are have high, time man. for cars. No, it's faster. You can lane split legally really? in California. Yeah. It's very civilized here. Like wow. What is so, very civilized on the highway on the way here? Because we about died in our Uber. Multiple times. Right. Well, you would go through that if you were on a scooter. <laughs> Do you take that thing on the highway? Hell yeah. 
Oh my god! It's I'm a sure, 300. It does 85. I'm oh, sure geez. that thing. Oh, I'm man. sure that thing's like tuned up too. It's not. No, small. no. It's it's just a regular Vespa. But you have a matching sweet, helmet. Man. No, I have matching like a real teal helmet. helmet. <laughs> I have a real helmet. No, no. I wear actually wear, No, I, I wear like gear. I didn't. It's sitting on the bike, but I, I wear like actual gear. I don't, I don't mess around. Yeah, I ride real bikes too, but like in the city, dude. This have is you sweet. ridden one of these? What is a live wire? It was yeah, called? they're cool. Have you ridden those? Yeah, but like they don't go very far. Okay. Like Harley says it'll do like 140 miles on a charge. They are lying. Well, that's it's like I, I rode one for a week and I never got more than 70 miles out of a charge. Was hmm. that the one that uh, was it you and McGregor? They did the yeah, electric bike long trip. way, yeah. long way up. Yeah, I think. Yeah. From like and they Argentina. charged it like off a Rivian truck, I think. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. Like and if you're like the size of you and McGregor, you could probably <laughs> go a little further. <laughs> but like when you're me and you're a better door than a window, you know, there's some arrow uh, resistance. Uh, get down on that thing. Yeah, you can make you tuck and it's like a it's do you a do that thing. on the Vespa? I've, I have. Tuck, yeah, yeah. It, you get an extra three. Yeah, yeah. You get it. You could if you draft or if you tuck, you yeah. can get a little out of it. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, shaking and baking. Oh, man, they're going to love that you got me out here talking about my Vespa. That's that's real. That's well, real car guy. Drafting. Just, yeah. Drafting. In Dra- yeah. Drafting fits in with the Vespa. It, uh, I, it, I, does. it, it absolutely works, too. Yeah. Really yeah. Works. No, you could probably feel it, too. Yeah. 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 What is the what is the best thing to draft on a Vespa? Oh, like a like a semi truck, yeah. fully, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pull, well, you ever you know you ever see those guys on um or or girls on like on bicycles where they do like some lands you know they yeah. they ride ninety miles an hour on a bicycle and yeah. it's like behind a yeah. a yeah, lead a, car it's like that like a fish like a half fish yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah if you get one of those semi trucks that's got the little arrow fins mm-hmm. on it oh, you're yeah. just like half throttle at ninety it's yeah. great yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, so you uh, huge YouTube <laughs> podcaster, the smoking tire, like we mentioned earlier, over a million you. YouTube subscribers. Yes, sir. Thank Were you. you on? When did you realize that YouTube could actually be something that is viable to live off of? Uh, well, it took a, it took a couple of years, um, but I realized it was much more fun than what I was doing before. Which very was? early, Which I owned was? a car wash. Okay, and we and when YouTube came out, we used we used YouTube in the beginning to market the car wash, hmm. and then I was like, you know, it's a lot more fun than washing cars, uh, making videos about yeah. them. And so, so we started by doing by what, doing that. And what year was that? Two thousand six. November. What were you making videos on? In the beginning, like the our customers would like go on these drives. Like it was right when Gumball started to be cool, like a thing. Well, I don't so, even know what that is. It's like a. It's like a. If rally. you race real cars, it's okay. the lamest thing ever. It's like <laughs> rich guys in Ferraris going from city to city, okay. and you know, kind of like a, like kind of like a cannonball. Similar yes, but a cannonball is like the real thing that yeah. they actually kind of based it on. Yeah. Um, but that's. But a cannonball is only like cool when you're done. When you're in the car for 30 hours, like a cannonball is not actually cool. So they made it like a lifestyle event. Okay. So in, when that started becoming a thing, we would have these little sort of road rally type of deals. And we were filming that. And it was like we almost kind of did it like um, like they were skate videos. Like I had a skateboarding photographer kind of get those kind of angles and he was nuts. He'd hang out of my car. And, and this was before you could like mount cameras on stuff. He was he had like one of them cameras like hanging out of a car. It was <laughs> it was ridiculous. And uh, and that sort of turned into like me reviewing other people's cars. And, you know, now here we are like, what, 18 years later? Yeah. Was it the math? And uh, I've reviewed twenty one hundred cars. Dang. Yeah, what's the, a lot what's of cars. the biggest piece of shit you've ever. <laughs> oh, there's been a couple. <laughs> Because for a while, like, like you know, stuff that it's very hard to find, like, a brand new car that's a complete piece yeah. of 
but like you know that many cars i would have people bring me their personal cars and i'd review them and yeah. so people are definitely not honest all the time about what their car is and isn't and uh, there you know a couple things stand out one one guy brought me like a 78 camaro or something and we found out on the very top of a mountain that only three of his four brakes were connected and so when you touch the brake it would like swerve hard right and it was and the guy was like oh yeah it does that i was like you tell me this in the email beforehand not yeah. like now here when i'm gonna die did and you make it down the mountain yeah, but that guy didn't make it on the internet ever again. I mean, that, that guy deleted all his accounts once that video went up. It was he he did himself <laughs> did you roast him. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I was just honest about what happened, but the audience had none of it. Yeah, and uh, you know when the Ariel Adam came out, you guys know what the Ariel yeah, Adam yeah. is? It's yeah, like yeah. The, I've the car that's like, out before. They're Real crazy. Fun. Yeah, nuts. They're they're insane. It's like a it's like a like a tube frame car, but with no body. Yeah, but it's 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 engineered like you know to be that. And so, but they're kind of expensive. They're like $100,000 to get one of these things. And and they're crazy. And so for a couple of years, people tried to like make their own. And so there was first this company, Exocet, that would convert a Miata into a, a tube mm. kind of car. And then people just started taking like front wheel drive hatchbacks and like taking the body off and like leaving a floor pan and welding <laughs> something resembling a cage. And so there was a company trying to do that, and it was the, one of the most dangerous things you could ever imagine. It was very what, terrible. In your expert opinion, <laughs> what Boy, do you think is the today? most similar car to a NASCAR on the road today? Uh, I mean, you could stuff. probably drive a vintage NASCAR on the road. If you, yeah. I mean, well, there's one right there. I think James Kirkman, not this one. There's a Rusty Wallace car. I think yeah. he drives it on the street. Does he really? That rules, if so. Good for him. Um, so, I mean, independent you know, rear, transaxle, sequential shifter. I mean, that's a lot of cars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you uh, like the new Corvette has that. Yeah. Um, the Ford, uh, Shelby GT500. Yeah. Actually, front engine, rear wheel drive, mm -hmm. transaxle, dual clutch from Tremec. Uh, lots of power. Yeah. Um, that, and they that's, sound mean, too. They're great cars. And they're good investments if you can get one. If you can get a GT500 now, they really hold their value very well. How many cars do you have? Seven, eight. Now, I if you seven had to get, or eight. If, if the wife made you get rid of all of them but one never would that's why she's the wife <laughs> but if she did <laughs> yeah which one do you keep which one do i keep yeah she yeah. made me get rid of all of them but one yes oh the uh, vespa the, car, the cars <laughs> that's a practical solution um <laughs> you have a Countach, don't you i do have a Countach. yeah, yeah i would probably have to keep what'd that. you call me yeah <laughs> yeah uh, nice. I'd probably have to keep that. That's that one's a real that one's a real keeper. You don't you don't get rid of something like that. Yeah. Well, it's um, also like you know it's not going down in value anytime. Yeah. So. It's if the wife is it a, is it a brand new one? No, no. The old the nineteen eighty eight. You know, know what that is? No. Like uh, Cannonball Run. Okay. You know the the black yeah. one like yeah. that. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. Like See, I'm classic. not a car guy. I just drive one. That's, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of drivers that are kind of like that. I like cars. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, a seventy Cuda I'm building right now. It's been building for two and a half years and still hasn't. I put a Hellcat motor in it, but that's cool. It'll get done like well, the next that's fun. half decade probably. That kind of gets you there. But there's a yeah. lot of people who, who drive race cars, and and the car is just you know the tool to to Do go fast or whatever, yeah. and they have no attachment to the car itself. That's us. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. like we were talking about that before we came here, and we're not car guys. We never really were because we were just race car guys, right? We're just working on steering box and truck arm cars. That's yeah, what, like what it was. Yeah. and that's where the next gen car has actually propelled us to be more like car guys because now we're, you know, we're yeah. like in the 21st century. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like, I'll go watch 
IMSA races and sports car races to figure out, okay, what are they doing? Yeah. So has, has the next gen car almost made us more relevant to car guys like you where we're not running? It has for me. I mean, I, I, you know, I was really into NASCAR in the eighties when I was a kid. Uh, my dad took me to, I don't know what it's called now, but it was the Atlanta journal 500. So the, the race in Atlanta and, uh, and Corey my, loves that one. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Won yeah it I twice. do. Almost won it twice. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, my, my old man's like one of his best friends was the editor of the Atlanta newspaper at the time, the Atlanta journal, uh, constitution. And my dad was the grand marshal. Got to get up hey, in front of hundred thousand nice. people and say, "Gentlemen, start your engines." So I'm like, I'm like eight, yeah, you know, and that's the cool, you know. We rode in the uh, in the pace car, the Grand Prix GTP wide track Pontiac yes. pace car, and I and I met Dale, and I met Rusty, and I met Dick Trickle, and big I Rusty met, guy. Uh, that's I, his favorite. Rusty also. gave me a Bush Light hat. It was f- awesome. See, Rusty is a stand up guy. Uh, he was nice as hell to me as a little kid. Yeah. So was Dale, or Dale was the coolest. He gave me like five minutes of his time it was amazing um so that that experience like made me a nascar fan and then of course days of thunder yes um oh, yeah and then i got i transitioned into into sports car racing and i do like a little bit of sports car racing do like you? endurance stuff yeah what's around here for a track you run up um i, I actually uh, willow button spring? willow button willow springs chuck walla um chuck walla is my favorite it's have, out by palm springs have you done uh laguna sega yes is it fun great is it oh it's the it's the best i mean when you're into sports cars can i just you know, jump ahead to the elevation question? makes the makes the track right can i just jump ahead to the question yeah if you had to pick one car and one racetrack to race at the rest of your life what do you go with uh it's a race car not a road car whatever race you car. want whatever yeah. you want but uh, open end this is your answer. uh porsche 911 cup the the rate the 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 911 race car yeah and uh and probably i mean one racetrack spa Ooh. Spa in Belgium, best yeah. best Eau tarmac have you, I've ever have driven. You driven. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. What was Eau Rouge like? Uh, it it reminds you that you are not uh, that you are a little <laughs> bit more of a <laughs> than you thought. Yeah. You were. Because oh, I get reminded of that every you know weekend. I lifted. I I, Did I, you? I I I drove it in a road car. I drove it in a um a Mercedes C sixty three. I didn't get to drive it in a car with like downforce, okay, or anything like that. And I've done like Nurburgring and that kind of stuff. But if you, if you can take Oru's flat, you know you're brave and you're in a real car. Yeah. But you cannot do it in a Mercedes C sixty three. I assure it, you. Really? How often do you just die? Look back and <laughs> think about making videos at a car wash to a driving those racetracks, and oh. then you just got back from doing. You're, I mean, you just released your Porsche video. The, yeah, I the did Dakar the Dakar Porsche, yeah. in, in, in uh, Morocco. So, like, was hey, what was that like? And, and I drove the, the, the 1953 Cunningham that placed third at Le Mans, like, this past weekend in Miami. It's not a bad line. It was done, like a truck. Have, have you done uh, Goodwood? <laughs> not yet. It's, um, it's one of the last things on my list is yeah. Goodwood, yeah. But, now, um, if you get the opportunity to, what are you driving there? Are we talking about up the hill? Uh, Yeah. Isn't that that guy's um, long driveway? Yeah, well, that's there's there's a couple things that are Goodwood, right? There's the Festival of Speed, which yeah. is the hill climb, yeah, and then there's the uh, the Revival, which is on. There is a racetrack at Goodwood, an actual uh, road okay. course, and they race vintage cars, and it's all like period dress. Yeah, yeah. You got to go yeah. get your period overalls and stuff. Hey, that's it's perfect mix for Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big Civil War reenactment guy. Here. Seriously, yeah. which II. side? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the side that won. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> I also do World War II stuff. <laughs> Again, same question. The good guys. Uh, Goodwood up the hill. Have you seen? Uh, there's a new car from a guy named Gordon Murray. You know who that guy is? Nope. He, he's a Formula One designer. 
Close. He's a Formula <laughs> One designer, and he designed a car called the McLaren F1 in the 90s. Yeah. And also, like, uh, Formula One cars for yeah. McLaren. Yeah. And he has a new car called the T50 that is a fan car. So oh. it has a sucker fan. So it makes Whoa. downforce at zero. Wow. Downforce while it's stopped. And it's a V12 naturally aspirated stick shift car with the seat in the middle and a sucker fan. Do you no, remember the NASCAR that. teams used to do that with the brake ducts? Oh, yeah. With yeah. The front pans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all of it. The oil coolers. Well, there's this other new, this weird car, and you should get Google it when you can. It, it just set the record at Goodwood, the hill climb this year. Electric the, car? The spear, Dude. the McMurtry's, McMurtry Spearling. Dude, that it's thing It's like three-quarter scale. That thing was sick. Did you, did you see the video? It looked like a slot car. It looked like it was in fast forward. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't look like a real video. That's, it was electric, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it was electric, like, yeah. and it's a sucker car. And it's like a prototype body, and it makes 2,000 pounds of downforce at zero. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The level of I thought that that was – it looked like it was on fast forward. The, it was crazy. I, I remember yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. The level of commitment at Goodwood – because there's not – if you wreck, it's yeah. not – there's not really a great option. It's 20 the feet. The driveway is 20 feet wide. <laughs> Some people like – And I you're also know. messing the guy's grass up in his front yard. I don't know if it was – well, He's cool, fortunately. Yeah. Who was it? Petrie or somebody that took like a – someone took a Skinner, old NASCAR there and wrecked it. Skinner. Yeah. Oh yeah, and if yeah. you if you wreck, it's like hay bales or a yeah. Wall there's not a great option or people like it's no. all bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's all bad. <laughs> you, ever you ever wrecked somebody's car you were doing review on? Yeah, I did. Oh, it was really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I shouldn't have been driving it in the first place because it was pissing rain. It was in New Zealand. Okay, and you know we work on a real tight budget sometimes. We had rented this track and it was a lot of money, and yeah. you know there were no do overs because it was like crazy rain. So it was standing water all over the place. And it was a, a Civic Time Attack car, gutted, you know, big K24 motor and the louvers and everything. Yeah. I mean, every, big wings and canards and all kind of stuff. Yeah. And and I should have just been like, you know what? This is not the time for this. Basically, and it basically beard. had slicks on it. Like not like NASCAR slicks, but basically, you know, yeah. Time Attack. And I the first the very first lap, I was just telling somebody about this. I touched the brake. And it was just four wheel lock and grass and tire wall. And (laughs) and, uh, the guy was cooler than he had any right to be. He could have been mad, Uh, but he was New Zealand Kiwis are pretty chill. And and I I literally like Venmoed him twenty five hundred dollars right there. The hell is that going to cover? <laughs> what was what's? <laughs> I, I guess mean, it was a Civic. It covered his bumper actually. It did cover it, and he was cool. But actually, hey, but actually, uh, one of the great road car engineers right there, but Tim hey. Barisha, BBI Autosport. I love his hat um, going nowhere fast. Yeah, but what really sucked about that was I was supposed to test three cars on the track that day, and after that crash, I had to get in another car and make a video with that. So if you were that guy, you'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out okay. But let's just say I didn't send that one. So mm. Is that was, the only one you've ever wrecked? That's the only personal easier. car. I've, it gets it easier. Yeah, you just get less and less what's attached your, to what's your count? <laughs> Oh, I stopped counting after yeah. about 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I crashed an R8 once on a, on a wet race track, too. Yeah, press car, yeah. Mm. It happens. You know, it, it happens. And usually if it's a, if it's a manufacturer-owned car, and you're really humble and you know nice and apologetic about it, then you know you you kind of move on. Yeah. But if it's a personally owned car, you yeah. got to write a check. Mm. That's yeah. the that's the kind of the tough part about the gig. No. You got to be ready to write that check. Well, you wouldn't be driving in the first place if you don't assume that liability, right? right. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. What's what's next then in uh, in Matt's life? Uh, well, I'm coming to your race on uh, Sunday. I'm very excited. How for many that. NASCAR races have you been to? 
probably seven or eight. Okay. And, I, and I was at the clash last year and it was awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think you have to see that race in person to really appreciate it. I think any race person. Yeah, but I mean, but a, but a super speedway race, you know, the TV coverage really lets you see a lot, you know, with this on-screen overlays and 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 stuff like that. But at the clash, like anywhere in the stadium, you know, you can see someone gaining or losing a foot a lap, and you can really you don't need a commentator to to understand what's going on in that in that race. Plus, like Cypress Hill, like fuck yeah, hundred <laughs> percent Cypress Hill. Full transparency. I had to Google them. Really? Get out of here. Come on. Yep. He's just, yeah. he's just little, little, little shirt, sheltered man. ass NASCAR drivers. I know. <laughs> just country. Just really? Country. Yeah. You know, Cyber's insane in the brain. You never heard that? Yeah, he's I've a heard little one too song. Young. Wow. He's How old are you? 31. Oh, you might be a little too yeah, young. Yeah. Cyber Hill. How about that? There's a great documentary about them. I recommend you check out. Well, I'm here for the rest of the week. Might as well check it out you and brush should. up on my you Cyber's should. Hill knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of covered your embarrassing moment as well. So I guess yeah. let me ask you this mm-hmm. and cover all three. What is your first car memory? Um, the thing that really did it was actually, this is not going to be that interesting, but my dad bringing me my first car magazine, which was an issue of uh, Road and Track that had the DeLorean on the cover. Hey. And the doors were up like oh, this. Yeah. And it was like, you know, that what car. What do you think about the new one they're coming out with? They're not. They're not at all, no, or not. it's not real. Oh, okay. it's what we call vaporware. So, okay, it's like, like a hype dream? thing. Yeah, it's, it'll never happen. Um, and also, they're that makes uh, me sad. It's misguided. Like they think there's, there's, they think there's a lot of people that want the DeLorean to come back, but there's not. There's like seven really loud people that want the DeLorean <laughs> to come back. I used to own a DeLorean, and 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 it's they're not very good. Um, but when you're five. You know, and uh, and you see the stainless steel and the gullwing doors, and it looks very exotic. And and you go, wow, my parents drive a Mercury Cougar, and there, and then yeah. there's also something like this. Yeah, you know, so so there was that, and then they bought me a go kart, and that was Donzo. Yeah, go kart. Buy your yeah. kids go karts if you want them to like cars. That's oh, yeah. what's up. You just got your kid a go kart. Did you? Go-kart. Yeah, I was like, let me test drive this thing before I put her in. I got in it, throttle stuck. I'm like, thank God, <laughs> I didn't put her in this. So I gotta rebuild yeah. it. Is but, it like like Briggs and Stratton? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, the, no, they're not like these kids today are too soft. It's got suspension, <laughs> seatbelts. Like the, mine know, never had a roll cage. You gotta have one. With oh, it had a roll. It has a roll cage. Oh, yeah, his, it's mine was just open seats. Mine was like a tray with like a steering wheel. Just hope you don't go near a fence. No, mine. I rolled it. I did. It wasn't part of my embarrassing moments, but I did roll it once. Yeah. Part. I mean, it was light. It was okay. If you're towing the edge, you're gonna step over it sometimes. Me and my right? brother used to drag each other behind ours. That explains a lot. Yeah. yeah I thought. Funny. I thought when I, I thought I'd be wise and fashion a seatbelt for my passenger, and I made one out of a belt. <laughs> what happened? Passenger fell out, got dragged like thirty <laughs> miles an hour. No more seatbelts. Awesome. Well, Matt, I appreciate jumping out here, stacking pennies in yeah. your hometown. Any recommendations for places we should go see while we're in town or what? Uh, have you been to the Peterson Museum right up the road? No. Nope. Best car museum in the country. I haven't been anywhere but LAX in here, buddy. Oh, well, I recommend that. That's great. Eat some uh, Korean tacos. Okay. It's the, the, the only truly Los Angeles food, and they are delicious. Korean burritos, Korean tacos. Noted. Uh, and uh, cars and – oh, you're racing for cars and coffee. There's a cars and coffee on Saturday if you want to come out and see L.A. car culture. 100 percent recommend uh, that. Come go check drive out race. Go drive in the canyons if you can. Yeah, awesome. I got plenty of time tomorrow. Check some <laughs> stuff sure out. You do some media car rides. I am. I'll, I'll be at the racetrack Saturday. Obviously racing on Sunday. I'll see you there. All right, we'll see you at there. the Bushlight Clash in the LA Moral Coliseum. Everybody, Matt Fair, right here on Second Thing. Thanks very much.
what a what a great show this has been. It's Chuck. been a good. It's one a so couple far, of great yeah. guests. Let's do a little. We got some people hanging out. We got Mamba waiting in the wings with a microphone, just been making eye contact with me for the last twenty minutes, just chomping the bit to ask people some questions. He's got so, sunglasses on. How can you tell he's been? I can. I, can I see him. I can look right into his soul. Yeah. You feel it. I feel it. Yeah. Mamba, what's up, dog? I was definitely just staring right at Corey the whole time, except the part with Chuck's civil reenactment. I got real I was red. staring at yeah. Chuck for that <laughs> part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. I got, Corey, I got a, a guy back here. Hey, it's Diego. Yeah, we got Diego. Right. Let's go. He's all decked out in the joystick. I know he's got a shirt, got the hat. Let's go. All right, Diego. What you got, buddy? What do you got? All right, so I did the old uh, E-NASCAR Heat eSports League, and you actually commentated one of our races, Corey. I did. So I'm just curious to know, like, growing up, what was a good, like, NASCAR video game? Oh, NASCAR Rumble was my was my jam. He's got the you Daytona could, five. The, Daytona USA. Daytona USA. Arcade games. We had two legitimate ones where you sit down and do the whole thing. Man, I, I had to spend at least a full decade of my life on a Daytona USA game. But NASCAR Rumble was, like, the PlayStation the game NASCAR 98 for us. Do you want to yeah, ask NASCAR 98? Yeah. Nine, NASCAR 98 and Rumble. Was, that, put which the, was the one that was on GameCube? Uh, I don't know. I think it was. Who played, I, who played GameCube? GameCube? I did in college. We had a GameCube, and who I think played? it was it was the one with Tony Stewart on the 98. The you could have a cheat code where you could shoot paintballs uh-huh. at the other cars yes. and spin them out. That was the best. I played yeah. Dale, Jeff Gordon I played, a lot. I played Dale Jarrett's Credit Union car in that game. NASCAR 98. I love the soundtrack. Driving backwards. Games. We used to do full races Key. at Talladega, like full length races in the living room at, at, at the house and like you'd go a little bit and then you'd go backwards and try and like hit each other on the front stretch yeah god there's been some great ones we need to we need to like revitalize the old nascar that's where uh, ross learned game. his wall ride that's now uh yeah is that what he said i mean it was definitely well, a i mean video game thing. he probably tried yeah. it out there i definitely he definitely tried it out in the simulator said Somewhere. he didn't but i'm sure he did i mean joey logano said that they'd been practicing it right? yeah yeah at least knew it was coming golly yeah. it does work it freaking does <laughs> it freaking work Mama, who you got back there, buddy? Man, Mama, can you stand up for a minute so they can see Swag. your... Swag. Dude. Swag. We got a lot of great throwback shirts here today, but my man's got a throwback Dale Earnhardt jacket and a sweet shirt. I've actually never seen that. Yeah, and it, it came with the holes. Killer yeah. mustache. Come with the holes yeah. and a mustache. And, yeah. So, man. What, so what, do we, what do we got here? I've always wanted to know. I've listened to all the podcasts. I hey. want to know a story that maybe we'd all, all know okay. about somebody being hungover. And having to race the next day. There's got to be one. The, with the Dick Trichtles and the Tim Richmonds out there. Somebody showed up to a race one day hungover. Let me Whether s- it's current day or past. That's a great question. I feel Because like- also there are probably some statute limitations I need to be aware of. Well, and I feel like in the Tim <laughs> Richmond documentary that we did a couple of years ago for uh, NASCAR Productions. Yeah. Uh, there w- I believe there was a story maybe about him Just being call a your bit dad. hungover. Call Randy. <laughs> Ask him. Uh, Donnie Leah, you think he puked on himself because he was hungover? No, I think he just he ate just some bad ravioli <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> uh, I did hear that Donnie Leah in that in that uh, what was that race called? The Battle at the Beach. Battle Remember that? The beach. Oh, that yeah, racetrack yeah, yeah, yeah. they built on up the on back the backstretch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were the in car camera. They had a shot of Donnie Leah <laughs> blowing chunks on himself and then putting his helmet back on. We got some good things out of that. Those were um, uh, Stefanik. Stefanik. Yeah, he uh, he mean catted. Yep. Uh, yeah. Suarez then, won out there. I believe Suarez won. Larson stuff. Poor C. Falcon the fence. Got everybody mad at him. That was actually the first time we interviewed Daniel Suarez was uh, during that uh, event, and his English wasn't near as good as it is now. Um, I don't. Do you? Ha- I, I have. I mean, I have a list of several, but this is also I'm aware of who owns the podcast, so I probably <laughs> shouldn't say. But uh, hey, there's I, a happy hour afterwards. I, you could yeah, tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah I will. Favorite. I will. 
circle the wagons with you, sir, later. Uh, but I will say this. There was a current driver who may or may not have been out late on the boulevard the night before. We had to qualify the next morning at like 8.30 in the morning. Uh, this guy fired it up. Drops the first gear, drops the clutch. Didn't put the steering wheel all the way on. Steering wheel falls off, takes a hard left. Didn't hit anything. Gathers himself. Puts the wheel on, qualifies. Obviously, didn't qualify well because he didn't get a good launch. But uh, I will tell you who that driver was, and y'all could probably guess because all you have to do is pull the footage. Um, I'm not going to assume what he was doing the night before, but can't. Not a good look, Chuck. No, not a good look. Um, what else you got, Mom? Keep keep him coming. Yeah, man, we got we got another one here. Sweet corduroy court. Is that course hat? Yep. Yeah, it is a course hat. All right, Cole. What we got here? Uh, first of all, huge fan. Hope. You do amazing at every super speedway this year. Appreciate um, that. Just want to know what you think you'll be any better this year with a full-time teammate. Yeah. Uh, so Tyrone Dillon um, is jumping in at 77. It'll be good just to have a consistent voice in that thing, just to base setups and, and all that stuff on. Because we had Justin Haley part-time. We had Landon Castle part-time. Josh Felicki last year. To have a, a guy like Ty, a, a veteran guy, to bounce setup ideas off. It'll be, it'll be good. It won't be, it won't be worse. It'll be Definitely a step in the right direction. We've been on the simulator more, Chuck, than we've been in the last three weeks than we've been on the last three years. So, How are you feeling about that? Feeling kind of like a nerd. Hey. <laughs> not a, hey, look. Racing in the metaverse. Don't, I know you got the quarter of the joy here. I'm not a huge eye racing guy over here. Not my favorite. You know, I kind of like the real life thing, but, you know, to each their own. So close-minded. I am. I do like the uh, – now, I remember calling that, that E-NASCAR and. They had the whole production studio with the mm-hmm. screens and this and that. I, it was pretty cool. See guys in their, you know, their feet touching. Like those guys are would smoke me. Those eye racing guys Dude, too. The, the work so that good. they put in, yeah, is. I mean, it's a it's a full blown, whole nother level to to motorsports, bro. I mean, 60, 70 hour weeks of just seat time in that thing, trying to find little. I mean, pennies. Hopefully, that work that you're putting in in the simulator will help you out at the clash. On Sunday. Spent a lot of time at the Clash in the simulator, probably five or six different sessions. What's uh, different this year? I don't know. I haven't been out there yet. Well, with the simulator, what'd you, what'd you learn? Because um, did they, was it just the old, was it the old track in the simulator or was it this? Uh, it is the old track. Okay. I think it's kind of a guess on at the, new. the banking and stuff yeah. like that. But um, you learn a lot about timing of your hands. You learn about throttle application, stuff like that. So that's it. A lot of good stuff on the simulator. We got a lot of good things going on. We got a lot of good, thing, good things going on right here in Race Service out in LA. Thank you for uh, letting us borrow your couch and your microphone. Yeah. Let us ramble for an hour. Another thanks to Alvin Kamara, Matt Farah for jumping on. Yeah. A lot of, lot of fun had today and a lot of fun to be had the rest of the weekend, Chuck. Where can people go? They can come here back here for Cars and Coffee on Saturday. And then you can head on now to the LA Memorial Coliseum. Yeah. On Saturday, got, we, we Saturday qual- practice. practice qualify 5 30 mm-hmm. here time 8 30 home time sunday 8 p.m eastern time on fox but i think we're getting a little we're getting going before that though with heat races and lcqs yeah the main events at eight main events at eight yeah. but that both days are just going to be i mean it's fun like i remember last year a lot of just, action like the first time you see those cars on the track in the coliseum it's just amazing. well you think yeah. you think people are going to Mix it up a little bit more this year. We so. saw a very tame race last year. You know, I think we we saw the first race of the next gen car. People just figuring out how it drove, and we didn't see a lot of guys running into each other. We saw Blaney a little bit mad at Eric Jones. We saw this guy run into that guy, but uh, 
you're going to see guys Blaney run all over each other. Blaney threw his last year, didn't he? He did. Threw his place. I'm Dude. just happy that he gets mad at somebody else other than me. That's good. That's I good. think you're going to see some bent, bent fenders and some bent feelings um, as well. So, Penny Stacker of the week. We had a couple of them. Diego, wherever's that? He's one of the Penny Staggers of the week for wearing all the Court of the Joy swag. Let's go. Also, uh, in Detroit, in the layover on the way out here today, Trent and Michelle from Detroit coming out here, flew out here. They uh, they called my name on the PA system. Corey LaJoy, Corey LaJoy, please return to cool, uh, gate G34 if uh, for a seat. And there was probably eight or nine people coming to the race that weekend or like on the way out here, and they all wanted a picture. Um, and then Trent was just so pumped up to just talk to me for like 20 minutes. So uh, Trent and Michelle from Detroit, come on. Thanks for coming out here to LA for, uh, for watching this race. And thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's been a lot of fun. Stacking pennies West Coast, Chuck. Yeah, man. We're hunkered down. It's going to be a good weekend. Don't forget, you can go uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch some of the clips from the episode. Rate and review on iTunes. That always helps. Uh, five stars. Five stars. Thumbs up. Yeah. Good reviews. We yep. like that. And also, go buy tickets for the Clash if you haven't gotten already. Yes. Go watch the race. It's going to be great. If you win this thing, we'll have to talk to Jacob. Maybe we'll come back and have a post-race oh, win party goodness. here. Yeah, Can we do win, that? If Jacob, you win the clash, what's yeah. the what's the game plan? I don't come know, here and drink yeah. heavily. <laughs> yeah, right here. It's a nice spot. We, we may have to we delay just, next we, week's podcast if uh, you win uh, the yeah. clash. Yeah, I'd try to find my way home on Monday <laughs> afternoon because I'd be finding my way here to back to race service Sunday night. Who knows? It's going to be crazy, but uh, it's always crazy right here in Stacking Pennies. Thank you guys for tuning in and coming out. We'll see you later, fellas.